Well, tens of thousands of Palestinians are continuing to stream into Rafah City, that's near the Egyptian border, as they try to escape the intense fighting in southern Gaza. Israel military, Israel's military is focusing its assault on the southern Gaza's main city, Khan Yunus, where civilians were originally told to flee to uh, back at the start of the Hamas-Israel conflict. Israel now describes the city as the heart of Hamas terror as it tries to close in on the Hamas chief Yaha Sinwar. The United Nations chief is warning of a total humanitarian collapse in Gaza as the conflict reaches the two-month mark. In a video address, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says his forces had surrounded the Hamas leader's home. Yesterday I said that our forces could reach anywhere in the Gaza Strip. Today they are encircling Sinwar's house. His house may not be his fortress and he can escape, but it's only a matter of time before we get him. There's still a lot of pressure, though, on just how Israel conducts its operations. It's announced what it called a minimal increase in fuel supplies to Gaza, but the UN's relief chief Martin Griffith says that's still not enough. We do not have a humanitarian operation in southern Gaza that can be called by that name anymore. That the pace of the military assault in southern Gaza is a repeat of the assault in northern Gaza. That it has made no place safe for civilians in southern Gaza, which had been a cornerstone of the humanitarian plan to protect civilians and thus to provide aid to them. But without places of safety, that plan is in tatters. Yesterday, Israel's Foreign Minister Eli Cohen levelled harsh criticism towards UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres after he invoked a rare clause in the UN Charter to call for an immediate ceasefire. Earlier, I spoke to our correspondent in Tel Aviv, Sarah Coates, who says the humanitarian situation is deteriorating. 80% of the population inside the Gaza Strip, they are now internally displaced. Uh, We're talking here about, you know, around 1.9 million people moved down to the south and it's getting cold here. Winter's drawing in and these people have simply nowhere safe to shelter and no dry or warm place to stay. Yeah, I see the UN saying the humanitarian efforts is essentially so depleted it can no longer really be called a humanitarian effort. Exactly. These aid groups say that They can't even carry out their work simply because there's no means for them to do that. We're talking here uh, an acute lack of fuel. Uh, This is something today that Israel did address. uh, It said that it would allow uh, the minimum amount of fuel in to try and sort of kickstart these humanitarian operations again. But uh, we did have uh, some news in in the last hour or so that the Karem Shalom crossing This is a tri-border crossing with Egypt, Israel and Gaza. Uh, And the United States and also a number of other international players, they've been calling on Israel for around a month now to open this crossing, to let more aid trucks through. This is because the Karem Shalom is actually a truck crossing, a vehicle crossing, but the Rafa crossing, which is that crossing that all of this aid has been getting through until now, it's actually built as a, as a footpath, a pedestrian crossing, so it's really not built for these huge loads of trucks to come through. Well, Israel today has said that it will open the Karem Shalom, although 
not for the trucks to actually pass through. This is this will be open so that officials can actually inspect what is on those trucks before they are then sent back to the rougher crossing. So look, it is something, but nowhere near enough right now. On the uh, military front, Israeli forces saying they've surrounded the home of Hamas's political wing leader in Gaza. Uh, what have they found there? Is he actually there and who is he? That's right. Well, look, this is 61-year-old Yaya Sinwa. He is the most wanted man in Israel. Israeli officials have been saying for years that they want to hunt him down and kill him. Uh, he's certainly not believed to be hanging out at home. He's believed to be uh, in these underground bunkers that run right underneath the Gaza Strip. But yes, they said they have surrounded his home. Uh, and look, he's very well accustomed with the way Israel operates. He's He was incarcerated in Israeli jails for more than 20 years. He speaks Hebrew extremely well, extremely fluently, probably better than most Israelis. Uh, and so he really knows the system. So he's certainly going to be a hard one to catch. But Israel is vowing that it will hunt him down and kill him. And his capture or killing would be seen really as a major prize here. They they blame him for as being part of the uh, organisation of the mm-hmm. October 7 attacks, don't they? That's right. Israel says that he is uh, one of the key figures that orchestrated these attacks. And look, we do need to remember... He was actually released from jail here in Israel back in 2011. You might remember there was uh, a soldier, uh, Shalit, he was captured in 2006. He was taken from Israel, taken over the border into Gaza. And it was 2011 that there was a prisoner swap deal brokered. So this soldier was released. One single soldier was released uh, for more than a 1,000 Palestinian prisoners. And one of those prisoners that was let out of jail was Yaya Sinwa. So right now, the Israeli prime minister, he's really copying it on all fronts also uh, for releasing Yaya Sinwa back then, uh, the Israeli establishment, uh, saying, you know, that how could this ever have happened? If this hadn't have happened, then maybe the October 7 massacre wouldn't have happened. So, look, certainly a lot of pressure right around uh, the region.